What's going on, everybody, and welcome to episode 19 of the Left Side Lock Hockey Podcast. I'm Paul, and along with here with me is Trevor. Whoa, I butchered that one this week. <laughs> Trevor, <what's laughs> it's all on? good, but <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you doing? Um, oh, not bad. <laughs> man, uh, things have been good. They've been busy this weekend. We just got Guinness, so he's, yeah, uh, yeah man, it's crazy. It's awesome to have him, like. He's doing well. He's uh, he's definitely uh, figuring things out right now. And I mean, uh, yeah, like so, like today, this is his first time ever being like outside. Like the puppies haven't really been outside, so I mean, like nice. he's definitely been doing some exploring. He's been good. We only had one little accident, and I mean, it was I think more a little bit more excitement than yeah. anything. So oh yeah, but it was just pee, so it all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Time to start. But yeah, no, he's, he's been good, man. He's yeah, he's doing. A, he's sleeping a lot though. Yeah, he's a pup. But, he probably, yeah, he exactly. Know. He's like a baby, right? So yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. That's good. I'm glad. Happy yeah. for you. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, your dad just turned fifty, eh? Yeah, the old the man. Five zero. Just turned fifty. Yeah. So uh, we went out to steakhouse last night. Had a good dinner. Then right uh, on. That's sweet. Yeah, had some people come over today. And, yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a good couple days to uh, enjoy the uh, to enjoy the old man's fiftieth uh, birthday. Right on, man. That's it. Happy birthday to him. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Daddyo. <laughs> and then, man, another sad, sad news in the hockey world. Another oh. legend passes away. Oh, Number man. ten, Gila Fleur. Yeah, man. This one, this one hits close to home. I know my dad's been in a pretty rough shape uh yeah since the hearing of uh, Guy Lafleur's passing on Friday I mean uh as my dad would say like Guy Lafleur has his uh his dad's very first uh, memories of hockey and uh very very sad day for the uh, for the world of hockey and uh most definitely uh Montreal Canadian fans yeah man it's I mean like straight up he's a legend in the hockey world uh I mean like five cups uh, what's it called two MVPs, three Ted Lindsay's, one Conn Smythe. Yeah, I mean he um, had a fantastic career. Put up a yeah. thirteen hundred and fifty three points in an eleven hundred and twenty six uh, games played season. I mean he's the all time Canadian uh, points leader, and he's only about uh, I believe thirty or forty goals behind uh, the Rocket Richard for the all time uh, goals leader. And I mean he was he was something. I mean we weren't alive when he was uh, when he was no. playing, but. We've definitely, uh, definitely got to watch the highlights, and I mean, he was something else out there with his uh, hair slicked back, no bucket on. Oh man, he he definitely had the style, that's for sure. Yeah, he was like, he was amazing. When not just how amazing he was, like he had the respect from all of the players that he played against. Like oh, I yeah. know, like I've I've read books from certain players and stuff like that who talk about playing against him, and just the confidence that he had and like how much like of a competitor he was. Yeah. So it's great. It's great to see like how much he respect had from opponents. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like, he was just such a classy guy. Like, I mean, always giving back to the community, always making public appearances, meet and greets constantly. He was always out in the public and yeah, I mean, he, he's had, he had a fantastic career. I mean, we're going to go, 
just through uh, some of his stats here quickly. So uh, from 1974 to 1980, which was a 462-game stretch, he scored 327 goals and 439 assists for 766 points. Damn. So 1.66 points per game. Uh, absolutely insane. Uh, like that's just the kind of uh, kind of game that he had. And like as a junior player, he was yeah like incredible. Man, I'm looking at his stats from his junior years. Like holy cow! Like it's yeah. <laughs> like like 15. just uh, like one season alone. Like yeah, yeah. 15. He joined the Quebec Junior Aces in the queue, and he played 100 games for them, and he scored 161 goals. And then he went over and played for the Ramparts in 1969 at 18 years old and scored 103 goals and 67 assists in 56 games. Dude, that's wild. His next season's even crazier, bro. You want to read those ones? <laughs> uh, did you? Yeah, you just read his eight, uh, 18-year-old season. And then his final so season Yeah, so his final season with the Ramparts, uh, this was his stat line. 62 regular season games played. 130 goals and 79 assists. Absolutely the, uh, insane. Yeah. The Remparts ended up winning the 1971 Memorial Cup with uh, Gila Fleur leading the way. Yeah, I would say. I would say. And then he was uh, fortunate enough to get uh, drafted first overall by the Montreal Canadiens. And then uh, the rest is pretty much uh, pretty much history from there. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, uh Sunday night here tonight, Montreal played their uh, first home game since uh, since Guy's passing on Friday. And man, oh man, did they ever uh, do a fantastic job with this tribute uh, this evening. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to uh, to watch it quickly because uh, we had some visitors, my parents and brother and his uh, Craig's girlfriend, Alicia. They came over to visit um, Guinness, but... Um, from what I heard, it was like almost wasn't it like a five minute standing ovation? I think uh, I think they called it ten. Ten minutes. Like that's, that was after that's wild. Like, that was like after like the six minute video. Yeah. Like just absolutely insane, man. Like it like they they did a really good job. I mean, uh, shout out to uh, all the sponsors that uh, sponsor the Montreal Canadiens at the Bell Center because they've uh, actually taken their sponsorship ads off the boards for tonight's game. And That's the, cool. And the boards are just lined with uh, Guy Lafleur number ten, his autograph. That's uh, that's actually sick that they they were okay with doing that and like just just remembering a legend like yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, and then I mean, uh, in the pregame warm up today, something that you don't see too much anymore: players not wearing they don't players not wearing helmets. I mean, they t- typically are always wearing them now, yeah. even in warm up. But uh, there was not one player on the Montreal Canadiens team this, this evening who had a helmet on in warm-up today. Yeah. All just paying homage to Guy Lafleur, letting the no, flow that's... go. Yeah, you got to get the flow going, right? Yeah, and uh, so, I mean, his uh, so his uh, body is actually going to lay in state at the uh, Bell Centre two days before his funeral. So May 1st and May 2nd, uh, you'll be able to actually go into the Bell Centre and uh, pay your respects to, uh, to Guy. No, that's awesome. And then uh, on uh, May 3rd at 11 a.m., there's actually going to be a state funeral held at the uh, Montreal Cathedral. Um, do you think? Uh, do you think they'll be? Do you think they'll record that? Like yeah, live stream it? I'm pretty sure it's going to be televised. Okay, that would that would be awesome to see. Yeah, I mean, and that's uh, the uh, government of Quebec 
gave that option to the to the Lafleur family, and uh, that's that's what they wanted. So, and I mean, with the way Guy Lafleur was in the community and everything else, like you yeah, wouldn't absolutely. have it any other way. And it's just oh, it's been nice to see all the tributes from all the other teams around the league as yeah. well. I mean, yeah, that's a, amazing. Yeah, it's uh, sad, sad times, but. It's crazy, man. He's joined up there. Him and uh, Mike Bossy are probably up there right now having oh, a smoke. Oh man, there's gonna, there's some, <laughs> there will be a really good hockey game going on right now. Oh yeah. There. Holy cow. Yeah, him and Mike Bossy but, got reunited yeah. real quick, and they're up there hacking a few darts now. So yeah, so <laughs> uh, from us from Left Side Lock, we just wanted to wish our condolences to the Guy Lafleur family and friends, and uh, yeah, we lost a good one. Yeah, that's for sure. That is for sure. So, uh, anyways, I guess we'll uh, we'll get back into the uh, to what we try to keep this podcast happy and good. But you gotta you can't you can't uh, nullify things like that, especially when you lose a great guy like Guy Lafleur. Absolutely. So uh, once again, rest in peace, Guy. Yeah. The so the NHL playoff race is right or ending right around the corner, eh? I believe the last game, the regular season game, is April 29th, Correct. Yeah, I think it's Friday. Yeah, Friday. So. This last week's going to be awesome. But it's, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah, like yeah, the East ahead. is pretty secure. But well, like all yeah, eight have e- clinched. The East are, yeah, all teams have clinched. So, I mean, I still think a little right bit now, of it shuffling. all depends on standings, right? Like who can play with who. Yeah, like I, I think that Florida and Toronto are settled in at one and two. You pretty think? much, I think so. Okay, but what happens if? Tampa goes on a four-game winning streak. The way Tampa Bay has been playing right now, I don't think they're going on a four-game winning streak. I mean, they've won their last two. Yeah, but they've been garbage all month. Okay, fair enough. So like, I don't, I don't know if like I don't, I can't, I don't know if they're gonna catch Toronto. I mean, Toronto's been playing like Toronto still. You know what I mean? Like they're still playing well. I think they're gonna win a couple games coming out. They're tied up one-one right now against uh, Washington, but Um, Pittsburgh. Sorry to tell you, say this. Yeah, I know. Pittsburgh for sure can't get top one or two in the Metro. Yeah, no, they only got two games left, so. Yeah, so they can't catch the Rangers. So they for sure, well, the Rangers could catch Carolina. That's what I was going to say. They're they're four points, or yeah, four points behind. With a game in hand, so. With a game in hand, yeah. So yeah, like that's definitely possible. So I mean, and then that's where you'll see some matchups change. Like if a team, if the Rangers can get up into first in the Metro, then. Looks like they're going to be playing uh, Boston as of right now. Uh, well, no, Washington's in that last playoff spot right now. Yeah, so Florida gets Washington. Oh yeah, sorry. But like, man, Washington could catch Pittsburgh. They're only two points behind. Yeah, them. I know. It's going to be it actually. It's going to be a pretty in, intense week in the, in the Atlantic just to see where these eight teams kind of land and what kind of matchups we're going to get next week. Yeah. So, and then. The West now. The West is still a little bit sticky. The, the wild, wild West. Like, well, before we go to the West, I just wanted to throw a shout-out to the Florida Panthers. 13 straight wins. Woo, 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 woo. Like, what? 13 in a row? Like, have they lost since the trade deadline? I, I don't know. They're like, like, I don't know. Like I really they don't know. Pick up Claude Giroux and Ben Chirot. I don't think they've lost since, bro. Hey, Paulie, are we on the Florida bandwagon right now? Like, I think, are we just going? I think I am. Like, I, I would, I would on. not, I would not mind seeing the Florida Panthers win a cup. And before we go any further, you guys do know that we are diehard Habs fans. 
And obviously, we don't have. We know that the Habs aren't making the playoffs this year. So, so I think it's officially good. Okay to say that we're hopping on the Florida bandwagon. Yeah, and like if I'm gonna hop on a bandwagon from the West, it's gonna be Calgary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta. You have to jump on a. You have to jump on a Canadian team. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's in the East or the West. You have to always jump on one Canadian team. And I. And you know I'm not jumping on Toronto's. <laughs> never. Never. But, like, with Florida, like, I'm just such a big Huberto fan. The year he's having, he could oh. potentially, like, him and McDavid are right now just battling it out to see who's going to get that point race at the end of the year. So It's awesome to see, man. Like, I yeah. love it. Yeah. Like, one night Huberto's in the lead, then McDavid comes back and takes the lead right back from him. Like, it's going to be fun to watch now. McDavid has him up by four points right now. Like, yeah. it's wild. Like, what, Huberto was up on him by a point or two, yeah. I think, on Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, it's insane. Hey, do, you remember, uh, do you remember what day, what week it was? Was it two weeks ago when we talked about how many guys could potentially hit 100 points? Yeah, I think it was two weeks ago. Okay, so right now, currently... There's seven guys that have hit 100 points. And for those that at home that don't know, it right now it is Connor McDavid with 118, Jonathan Huberto with 114, Johnny Goudreau with 111. Fantastic year. Yeah. Leon Dreisaitl, 108. Austin Matthews, 102. He hasn't played in the last couple games. He's been back. No, he played last yeah. night, I believe. Did he play last night? Yeah. I don't think oh, he's yeah, on perfect. the score sheet, but he did. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, 101. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk at 101. Yeah. Then that's you why, have... That's why I think Goudreau should be more in the heart discussion because Matthew Kachuk has 101 points. Yeah. Okay, so check this out. Then you have Mitch Marner, Artemi Panarin, and JT Miller all at 96. Oh, yeah, they could get there. And you've got oh, four fifty goal scorers, about, too. Yeah, Mitch Marner's only played seven games this year. Yeah, true. And he has ninety six points. So yeah. I mean, like, I, like, but look at the team. Look at he's just feeding Matthews, who's got fifty. Yeah, points. oh, for sure. Like, you know, but like he's, he's not, no, I, I'm, I am a Mitch Marner fan. So, yeah, he's solid. Austin Matthews still two points, two goals away from sixty. Yeah, I mean. Like Dolly said, minor injury, minor injury, but he was out for yeah. three games. I was getting kind of nervous. I'm like, I still he's don't gonna, know they're going to take him right out of the heart him. discussion. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think he's in the heart discussion anymore. I think he's still in there, but I think the heart. You, I think the only two horses in that race right now are McDavid and Huberto. Let's do, uh, let's do a quick uh, bet, bet uh, three six five check. See what the odds are going. I know, I know. I messaged you earlier in the week, and I was pretty excited to see uh, Huberto finally getting higher, yeah. uh, some better odds. Huberto was finally getting respect on his name. Yeah, like finally. Like you've already heard me go off about that, so I don't think I need to do it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was I gonna look at? I'm just glad to see Ovi get at 50 again. Oh man, they got all these player futures off of here now. I can't even look at him. To win outright, they got uh, Colorado as the favorite still. To win the Presidents? To win the Cup. Oh, to win the Cup, okay. Yeah, they're plus 375. (coughs) Florida's only plus 400, so. Yeah. I guess we can get back to the uh, Western playoff race. 
yeah, going to be yeah. nuts this week, bro. Oh, buddy, I don't – yeah, like Minnesota can't catch Colorado. Like Colorado's already clinched the uh, conference. Yeah. Then you have Calgary, who's in uh, first place in the Pacific. Yeah, I think They're, I believe uh, they've clinched that division as well. Uh, yes, they have. And yeah. then uh, Edmonton, we seen Edmonton clinch a playoff spot last week too. That's nice yep. to see, man. So then, yeah. So LA is probably what like two points, like another win away. Yeah, pretty much. Because like I think it's just situational, dude. Like I think it's situational for uh, Vancouver as well now. Oh really? Oh, to get like, like eliminated or whatever. Because like Vancouver, I think is six points out right now. Uh, with only three games left, so I mean, well, they're yeah, so so they're technically yeah. So let's look at it. So Vancouver, yeah, they're th- yeah, they're six points behind Nashville and Dallas. Yeah, so I mean, if and Nashville Vegas, or Dallas get another win, that's it. I think. And Vegas is only four points behind those guys as well. And but Vegas, Vegas doesn't has, make the fucking playoffs, dude. There's something fuck. wrong. What is what was the point of stacking up so much? Like. Oh, my God. But, like, you know what? It kind of be funny after all, like, you know, all the shenanigans they've been pulling. I mean, they've done a good oh. job, but, like, how do you not make the playoffs with the team you have? You just added Jack yeah. Eichel. Well, who's their goal? Like, who would be their goalie for the playoffs? Like, Robin Leonard's out with season-ending <laughs> season surgery. Would it be that uh, Thompson? I don't know. I'm looking I'm it up looking right up now. quickly. Uh, yeah, Logan so Thompson Laurent, or No, so Laurent Brassois is technically an injured reserve right now. Then you have Logan Thompson. I'm pretty sure Robin Leonard, Robin Leonard is having surgery. Yeah, he's done for the year. Yeah, okay, so he's done. So then you have... Um, yeah, so like, I don't even know if they'll make a decent playoff run. No, hold on. Yeah, Leonard's having season-ending knee surgery. No, no, dude, I just read this. So, yeah, so I don't know if he's waiting or not because Leonard expected to back up for Golden Knights after against the Sharks, and that was t- for today's game. What? So Logan Thompson was starting tonight, and then... Um, so, yeah, so, and then... Ta- so. Thompson and an emergency backup were the two goalies who practiced Saturday and Sunday. The plan is Logan Thompson starting and Robin Lehner is the backup. Oh, so uh, yeah, so Pete DeBoer hasn't confirmed if he's going to be out for the year or not. Yeah, but um, he's like he hasn't been re- really practicing. No, yeah, that's what it sounds like. So it sounds like he's just been taking maintenance days. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like, for the team that's there in Vegas, man, like, to not make the playoffs is just embarrassing. Oh, man, I know. But, I don't know, we'll see if they can pop up. I mean, Nashville and Dallas have been playing decent hockey, so. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, like, because I believe if they don't make the playoffs, this would be the first year that they haven't made the playoffs, correct? Or, yeah, yeah, they haven't made the playoffs? Yeah, since they've expanded? Yeah, I think so. Man, that's wild. Like, Vancouver's lost three in a row now, bro. They were on an absolute yeah. tear. Now they I lost three yeah. straight. Yeah, I don't see Vancouver coming back. No. No, I don't think so. So, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Mr. Boss Man at uh, Shaped by Sports Jacob, <laughs> but uh, I don't think your Nucks are making a playoffs this year, bro. 
Should have kept Braden Holpe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, but seriously. <laughs> Should have kept Braden Holpe, he says. Oh my oh. god. So yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week. It's gonna be a really fun week. Oh, I mean, man, not... actually, I just looked at the Stars roster. Hobie's injured right now, anyway. So. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't say anything. I'm just messing with you, Jake. <laughs> yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun week, and uh, so stay tuned for uh, next week's episode where we're gonna give you guys a a full playoff breakdown and yeah. uh, give our predictions as well. Yeah, it's gonna be fun because. Uh, we're hoping to have uh, some of the boys from uh, Shape by Sports come on and do a little collab with us and get their take about some of the playoffs teams, yep. and uh, it'll be fun to bring it to you guys. Yeah, so uh, stay tuned for that uh, for that next week. So now uh, this week coming up, Trevi, it's a pretty big thing going on in the OHL. Yes, sir. And I. Uh, we were pretty yeah, fortunate yeah. to uh, to have uh, one of one of your good buddies on, who's uh, pretty familiar with it all, eh? Yeah, uh, a friend of mine, Danny Rodriguez. He was able to. Uh, so he actually does the uh, Kitchen Rangers game day staff, and uh, he was fortunate to be at the OHL Cup that stats happened keeping. a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was stats keeping there, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Uh, so yeah, he was doing some stats keeping, like keeping track of the uh, like faceoff wins, shots, etc. So uh, he he was able to come on and talk to us a bit a bit about that kind of what uh, what he does around the Kitchen Rangers and um, a little bit of what he likes around the OHL and whatnot and like it was a, it was a cool interview. Yeah, no, it was, it was uh, nice to have him on. A little bit of different perspective. Yeah, exactly. It was uh, definitely a different take from what like you or I could like bring, and then yeah. I mean, like it's it was a little bit different from say the play like our typical n- not having a player. Yeah, yeah. Like, normally our interviews are all ex players or current yeah. players, and so yeah, so it was cool to have a different perspective. Yeah, I know it was great. So yeah, we really appreciate him uh, having him on. But uh, so with that, without further ado, Danny Rodriguez, everybody. And we're here with Danny Rodriguez. He is a member of the Kitchen Rangers game day crew and also an OHL Cup volunteer of 2022. So, Danny, welcome to the show. Hey, boys. How are you? Good, good, good. Thanks for coming on, bro, and taking the taking the time. Of course. Yeah, what's called? Uh, yeah, so the OHL Cup just uh, ended, uh, what was it, last week? And now the OHL uh, draft is in two weeks on the 29th, correct? Yeah, yeah, it ended on the on uh, Monday at uh, Maple Leafs Maple Leaf Gardens. That was a pretty good. Uh, pretty yeah, how good was that? Because uh, you were there. Yeah, you were there. What three days? I was there until the Friday. So I was there Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday was the quarterfinals. I ended up leaving Friday night, and then I didn't end up going Monday to the gardens for the finals because I ended up getting COVID, which is awesome. But you know. <laughs> Yeah, we were going to have you on the show earlier, but uh, all of a sudden, yeah, you messaged and said you were sick, so we're like, ah, yeah, <laughs> it didn't work I, out, so. Uh... Yeah, I sound like absolute trash. Like, I still do, but like, I always do, <laughs> but like, I sounded worse than usual. So, uh, so how did you get into working with the uh, Rangers this year? 
Uh, so literally for uh, my like, I had to do an internship for my final semester of college. So I literally just shot off okay. emails like anywhere and everywhere that would take me. So like, I went to the Knights, uh, the Sixty Sevens, the what is it? The Rangers, of course. I did Spitz. Like I just did, a, yeah, the Storm. Like I just did anybody who would take me, and like all the replies were like. Yeah, there's no season right now. Why are you me like? Why are you emailing us? Nothing's <laughs> happening. Try again later. So I ended up going with like the hockey news for my internship. Okay. But then, like, I just emailed the Rangers again, and I'm like, hey, hey, like, hey, I know, like, this is a long shot, but like, are you guys doing anything still? And like, they shot me an email. I had a phone interview, and then, the rest is history. That's cool. So like, what's part of like what what do you do on like a game day? <clears throat> when like on like a friday night at the off like so we usually like yeah we usually head into like the game ops room we meet at like 5 five thirty, depending like how early or late the game is we uh have a little meeting with our uh head game ops leader she basically goes through like a schedule tells us what we have to do where to be how to do it goes through the promos then she's like all right let's get in there let's have fun and like you know let's kill it so, yeah, I um, I had the privilege of winning one of those promos the way yeah. the one night. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of nice knowing people too, eh? Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I usually try to give it to just like random people, but like it got to that point in the season where like we've gone through so many people, and most of the people were like season ticket holders, and like yeah, fair enough. We we've gone up to them like once or twice, and they're like, oh yeah, I did this last week, and we're like, oh okay, oh. well no, <laughs> we can't yeah, keep you know, the same people. Yeah, you can do it where, like, if they win in, say, like, October and then again in, like, March or whatever, they're yeah. fine. But, yeah, when they win every single week, everybody's like, yeah. what's going on? Like, Yeah, we literally had some guy on the ice for a shootout. And then the next week, like, literally the next week or the next game, we asked him to do something else, like, a different game day crew person they're like oh no i don't really feel like it i uh, did shootouts last week <laughs> like thanks for like thanks for letting us know but like also like <laughs> yeah that's awesome yeah because the night uh the night that we, uh bishop and i were there um paul and our and my buddy uh sam was one of the guys shooting yeah and he's in like the same uh same crez he's like in this he was in the same section that we were at so i was, mm-hmm. like, I was like oh crez is shooting yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I got i got him there he uh oh, was messaged okay, me so on instagram he went to yeah oh that's <laughs> that's amazing yeah, yeah he messaged me on instagram because he was i was i like he saw my stories on instagram because i post them all the time and he's like oh like do you work there and stuff i'm like yeah man so i was gonna get him to do shootout during the teddy bear toss but then he changed his mind and then he messaged me that game and he's like oh i'm here i'm like all right yeah let's set it up like i owe you (laughs) that's amazing i gotta give him a text message after this be like be like hey yeah (laughs) i know how you got on and i know how i got on you cheaters (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. yeah because you would probably would have went to mary's with him eh yeah okay yeah because i always i always forget that you, yeah you and uh you and megan are all around like their age like scotty and like paul and krez yeah oh that's awesome so uh how'd you yeah how'd you get the gig at the ohl cup just it's fu- through the rangers or yeah, so one of the guys that I work with at the Rangers, his name is Seb. He's, like, a huge sting guy. He lives in Sarnia or something. But, like, he comes okay. down to do the Rangers. <clears throat> sorry. He comes down to the, do the Rangers, like, every Friday if he can. And, like, this is when it was in between, like, full capacity and, like, 50%. So, like, 
seats were oh, okay, empty. Yeah. We were done the stuff for the day, so we were just sitting watching the game. And he's like checking his phone. He got an email from uh, Daryl, the guy who uh, he's a ranger scout and he's also like a director or something in the OHL. I forget like his exact title. Mm-hmm. But he got the email from him and he's like, "Oh, yo!" He's like, "I'm going to do the OHL Cup. I was supposed to do it two years ago, but then you know it got canceled, so we haven't been able to do it since." And I'm like, "All right, I'm like, send me his email. Like, I'd love to do something like yeah. that." Yeah, and I sh- shut off the email, and then he replied like less than a week later. And he's like, "Yeah, this is something we can do. We can get it set up." That's cool. <clears throat> so, what were you doing at the OHL Cup then? For the OHL Cup, most like ninety percent of it was just stat tracking. I was keeping the plus minus, the shots, the faceoffs, uh, goals, assists, and pims. I also got to DJ a little bit in the booth in between the benches. Hey, nice. <laughs> yeah. right on. Get the boys going. <laughs> yeah, I um. I was literally playing Sandstorm because, like, it's a classic. It's a classic oh, arena song. Absolutely. And what, one of the linesmen came up to, like, the, like, uh, in between the benches where I was. Like, the glass. Yeah. And he knocks on the glass and he goes, this your song? He's like, you playing this? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he goes, good shit. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. He's just jamming. You know, it's a banger, you know, it's a banger when one of the linesmen come up and yeah. say good job. <laughs> yeah, he was loving it. But uh, other than, like, the stat track and stuff, we had like a little table set up outside the scouts room and we would just like sign them in get them to sign in uh like in a book and then give them their credentials and stuff that they needed to uh get the lunches yeah i guess uh you probably would have had like all uh all 20 teams and like maybe some college scouts or yeah there was um all the teams from the o were there there was quite a few there was actually some nhl players there too not like super super like big ones and then there was a few like college university type teams and then there was also like i believe i saw a a tampa scout there which is kind of weird considering like yeah they won't be ready for like the next three years but yeah yeah they're 15 years old right yeah but but you never know man these guys are these guys are getting drafted right from when they step on their first uh shift in the ohl and yeah. I mean, like, they're always watching, right? Like, so yeah, they just they and like obviously they want to see how they develop and like their demeanor in like say a tournament like the OHL Cup where they're still kids, right? So they they kind of want to see their professionalism and whatnot. Well, especially because like it's a lot of pressure to put on like a kid too. Oh yeah, since oh, they're so old. young. Yeah, such a big. Well, thing. yeah, you don't. Well, these kids don't can't even drive yet. Like, yeah, but like, they're they're still kids still, right? But like, but at the end of the day, like this is their uh, they, like, they're also their futures in their hands too, right? Mm-hmm. So, no, that's awesome, dude. Did you have any uh, shockers of like? Did any teams like kind of shock you, or like, did you have any expectations of teams going in, like watching? I, I didn't have any expectations. I knew that the wolves, like, what are the wolves made it into? Like made it in a wild card spot, so I watched a wild card game, and they're like, they did pretty well, and I'm like, oh okay, so like, I watched them, I cheered for them, they weren't yeah. doing too bad, and then they absolutely got rocked, like <laughs> when they started playing like better teams, like that weren't wild card spot teams. Yeah, yeah, and true. one team that really surprised me, like that was, was um, the Bulldogs, it was like the Hamilton Junior Bulldogs, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They uh, like out of the three games I've watched of theirs two of them were like they lost like nine to two and the other one was like seven to one something like that like they got absolutely blown <laughs> out well they got beat by that uh mississauga senders team right 11 uh, team, yeah, it looks they, like yeah they ended up winning that was uh one of the like last games i 
Uh, so uh, on the Wednesday, like the technically like the first real day there, we were there from eight in the morning till ten thirty at night, just stat oh. tracking. Oh, and that was yeah, literally yeah. the last oh, game we did. Day. Yeah, that was the last game of the day that we did. And we thought it was gonna be like, oh, nice relaxing game. But no, like you're like hands cramped from <laughs> yeah, all the writing. writing you're doing. <laughs> well, did you but, have yeah. to do the uh, the Markham uh, the Markham Majors game too? Or was that on the other rink? I believe that was on the other rink. Oh, okay, so. <laughs> I spent most I of my time. Because that was a big, that's a big scoring game too. Yeah, I spent most of my time on like the not the nice rink like rank one's like nice has like an actual okay. like scoreboard in the yeah. middle of the rank like actual seats and then rank two is just so ratty that's like you're cold. like uh kinsman arena your kinsman inside the odd yeah oh yeah kinsman <laughs> it's Price like and Kiwanis yeah, com- and yeah like whatever literally comparing the two yeah that's what it felt like <laughs> have you guys have you guys been inside kinsman since they uh they uh made the ice surface smaller no it's weird to me so it's <laughs> I know, like, uh, what's what do you mean they made it smaller? Like, it's not a full size. It's rink? not. It's not international um, oh. size rink anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like, an official size rink. Yeah, so it's an NHL size rink now. But so, like, I know, like, I practically grew up at the odds. So, like, um, it was weird that you can like walk. Um, you can walk behind the benches now, because the rink's so much smaller, right? So mm-hmm. like I, we went out that like the one side doors there and I was like, I walked, we were walking and I was like, I looked over, I was like, why are you able to go behind the bench? But then I realized that they made the rink smaller. So like, I don't know if you guys have been there lately. So like, to me, it just looks weird because like growing up, like it was a whole, it was a big rink. Yeah. Is Kinsman, Kinsman the one without the stands in it or is that Kiwanis? No, Kinsman has the stands, oh, but so they I'm, didn't. I meant, I meant to compare Kiwanis then. The ones with but the they, shitty stands in it. Yeah, there was like two stands or whatever. Yeah, so that's Kinsman. But but Kwan, no, Kwanza has no stand. Like has like the little like three seater bleachers. Yeah, that's that's yeah. One I, that's the one I'm talking about. The shit. Yeah, that's what no, no, no. <laughs> that's what the, the second rink was like. Yeah, okay. that's what I was comparing it to. His second rink was like the shitty ass rink in the odd where the Dutchies don't play. Yeah. And then where the other side was like Dom Cardillo. No, I knew what you were saying. It was I was just saying, have you been into those two arenas? Since they made the rink smaller. No, I haven't. So, like, where the Dutchies play now, the rink smaller? Yeah, both sides. So, Kinsmen and Kiwanis, where the Dutchies play. Like, where the Dutch... Well, the Dutchies aren't there anymore. Because they got sold to air. Um, Both rinks, yeah, are smaller now. So, you can get behind the the, uh, benches on both sides. Oh, it's weird. It's just... Yeah, it's weird from, like, when we grew up there. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, but <laughs> anyways, Danny. Um, so yeah, so we kind of want uh, if you. I'm not sure if you were able to do like a breakdown of like any of the players or whatnot, or if you have like a breakdown for us. Uh, well, I, like, I have like a breakdown of like a few players like that I watched that I like. There's one like obvious one that I want to talk about a bit, but there's one who played for Vaughn. His last name's Tavares. He was 91, and like in the <laughs> in the uh, what's it, like like the little booklet, like the yeah. roster booklet. Yeah. His name's Justin Tavares, and we're like, oh, no way. like yeah, yeah, we're like ah, uh, JT, right? Yeah. And then Daryl, like like the head guy, he comes, he's like, oh yeah, that's like John Tavares is like second cousin or something like that, like actually related. Oh really? Which is yeah, okay, so which is cool. pretty cool. So we're like, okay, I guess like that's fair that he's JT yeah. nine like ninety one. That's fair. Yeah. 
yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't knock the kid for that if he yeah. is his cousin or whatever. Right? Yeah, and like, like if you're uh, actually related. Yeah, because well, John Tavares is out. Like his family's from that area, so. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, yeah. So that does make sense. But yeah, if you're if you have no relation to him and you just do that, be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like uh, what's it called like <clears throat> some kid being 99 in minor hockey, right? Yeah, it's like, you just don't do it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was there was one kid like in the tournament who used to be 99 before the tournament, and then like during the tournament, his number was like 19 or nine or something like that. Like they just changed it. Really? So I don't know if it's like a yeah, I don't know if it's like an OHL Cup rule if it's like he just changed it oh. for the cup or something, but like yeah, probably like the affiliation with the OHL. Yeah, probably something yeah, like you it's know. Gotta be. Gotta it's just you gotta, gotta it, respect the grats. Yeah, because yeah, it's kind of weird that like a minor hockey team would let someone wear ninety nine. Like, because I know like Paulie isn't in uh, Junior Rangers. Don't they have like pretty much set numbers? Yeah, you just pick whatever numbers are already printed on the jerseys. Yeah, yeah, because it's all name bars, right? And then like. And, like, minor hockey now, like, that's all set numbers, too. But, like, when my little brother was playing, like, they started including, like, 87 and stuff. Oh, really? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, so, like, 87 was, like, one of the numbers, like, the kids had to choose from. Hmm. Oh, that's fair. Little yeah. girl. Um, but, yeah, like, some of the players that, like, I personally noticed and I liked, uh, there was two from, like, the North York Rangers that I really liked. Uh, number 10, he... Just, like, this little, like, obviously little kid, but, like, for, like, the position he was playing, he's, like, small, and he was, like, so fast, so speedy, great on the puck, and then, like, the one game, he had 11 shots on net. Like, just an absolute monster. Like, especially for, like, like, because, like, even in the NHL, like, getting four or five shots on net is, like, considered good for a game. Yeah, absolutely. And this kid's just absolutely ripping. Uh, And then another kid on North York, his name was, what was his last name? It was like started with the K. It was like Kieran, Kirtan, Walton. He, this kid is a center, but like for a center, he's massive. He was six, six and a half, and like two hundred and at something 15? pounds. At fifteen, like yeah, at fifteen. So he was a monster. The kid was absolutely a monster. I saw him in the halls while walking. He was like three of me stacked on top of each other. <laughs> but that's crazy, like, man. Yeah, but like, and, he's and then watching centerman. Yeah, and watching him play, he's like. You could not tell he was that big or that heavy. Like, he is yeah. speedy, and he's, like, hard on the puck, too. It was gross. Um, so, yeah, um, talking about height and stuff, was there a huge, uh, diff- like, height difference between, say, certain teams, or just, like, were there a lot of, like, giants and then a little, like, some short guys? I feel like it was, like, a good mix. There was, like, obviously, like, okay. a lot of short, like, a lot of shorter dudes, but, like, those were mostly forwards. The ones yeah. that you could tell, like, were giants were... The defenseman and the goalies, like the goalies, like massive for like fifteen-year-old kids. Like you forget they're like yeah. how young they actually are because when you pass them, they're wearing their, like their little team toques, but they're also the size of a grown man. Yeah. Well, I saw I saw a video of the uh, Toronto Junior Canadians. The goalie, he I think is number seventy or seventy-one. Mm-hmm. He is a giant. Yeah. Like. I don't understand what they're feeding these kids to make them that big. Yeah. But, hey, just think about it. The NHL, the average goalie in the NHL right now is like 6'2", 6'3". Yeah. So you got to be big if you want to go fo- if you want to go farther than uh, modern midget, right? Mm-hmm. So, which is unfortunate because you don't... <laughs> you ha- I mean, there are... Don't get me wrong. There are the odd goalie who's six foot and he's 
like the talents there, but I mean like majority of the time they go for the taller guys. Yeah. So they want the height to cover the net, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh and then like obviously like the best team that had like the most notable players were the Sens. Okay. Like they they had Misa, Spence and more. Yeah. Like those three were deadly. Misa, I don't know if you guys saw it, but like he broke McDavid's record yeah, uh, for dude, points I in I think I think in one less game too. Oh wow. Yeah, it looks like he had 20 points in 7 games. Yeah, <laughs> he was just absolutely tearing it. Like I remember one of the games that we were tracking like he scored in the first like 40 seconds of the game and then like I'm scrambling to get the plus minus cuz like yeah the kid like the kids like they get off the second like they get the minus they're off instantly so I'm scribbling it down cuz it's yeah. easier to tell the pluses cuz like you know they're selling like all yeah. right so you get the minuses first as I'm writing the pluses another goal right after and I'm like I haven't even finished <laughs> the first one <laughs> I I came to the realization while we were doing this like my one buddy he zoned out for a second and he goes Oh man, I missed who did that face off. Do you know like did you see who did it? I'm like, no, sorry man, like I'm looking for shots. And then it dawned on me, I'm like, you missing one face off could just ruin these kids' careers for the rest of their lives. <laughs> like, yeah. like you're you're just because he missed one face off is the reason some kid doesn't get drafted and doesn't go to the show and <laughs> works now, for the rest of his life. He's yeah. now below fifty percent. Yeah, literally. Yeah, 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 you, you make a really good point about that, actually. Yeah. Because so, like, these I've, guys, if these scouts are going off just pure stats, mm-hmm. then yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So like literally, like after I had that realization, I'm like, all right, I, I got to get all this down. Like I got to get a concrete. That's why, I, watching Misa play, like there's always goals, assists. That guy, um, Spence too. I think his name's Malcolm Spence. Malcolm yeah, Spence, Malcolm yeah. Spence. Um. He loves to showboat. I was watching him. I forget oh, who yeah. they're playing. I think they're playing. Ah, oh, I forget what team. But he like he got a breakaway. He scored, and he went right to the corner of the glass where this like the um scouts were, and sallied right in front oh. of them. Like he, he knows what he's doing too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's like he's. Look at me. It's tough, right? Yeah. Because it's a, it's like it's not horrible, but at the same time, like. You don't want to showboat too much, and especially in front of all the scouts. Like he probably he's a projected first round pick easily. So yeah, hundred I mean. percent. He um, I guess somebody went to the box for like hooking him or something, and like the kids in the like. I also forget that these are fifteen year old kids because the way they talk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like he was in he's <laughs> in the immature. box. He's like yeah, he's in the box, and he's just like this kid's just like whatever, having water or something. And Spence goes by and goes, "Who's your daddy boy?" And the kid goes, "What?" <laughs> Like, he's so confused because he's, like, not expecting anybody to talk to him. And then Spence yeah. goes, look at Daddy when he's talking to you and skates away. And the kid's just <laughs> no so confused. Way. Yeah. Holy oh, cow. Oh, God. You just like, bring me back to, like, yeah. we played. And, like, I'm like, the stupid chirps we used to make. Yeah. <laughs> we that's thought we were so good, too. But, like, that one that one stuck with me because I think that's hilarious. Just, like, yeah, look at Daddy when he's talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Daddy when he's talking to you. This guy's 15. Yeah. I mean, it's a good one, right? Like, especially just get in the guy's head, right? Oh, for sure. But he probably skated back to the bench and was like, you guys got to hear what he just said. Like, You got to hear what Daddy just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, you lose the game. Be like, yeah, bye, Daddy. Yeah, see you later. Oh, man, that's good, dude. 
Yeah, because it ended up being the uh, Sens versus the Junior Canadians in the finals, right? Yeah. I don't Did even know what the score was. Uh, I believe it was 6-2 six, six for the Sens. I feel I feel like, weren't they like down 2 nothing and they just came back? Uh, or was no. it the quarterfinals? So it might have been the quarters. Um, so it looks like it was 3-1 after the first, 4-2 after the second, and then 6-2 after the oh, third. Oh, so they just absolutely got pumped. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so well, uh, Misa got five points in that game. Oof. That's actually so, disgusting. Yeah, so, like, I mean, so think about it. Like, he had 15 points in seven games and then just lit up the finals. Yeah. But, I mean, like, Michael Hagg for the Junior Canadians wasn't too far behind him with 16. Mm-hmm. So. And, then like, um, like, Spence and Hagg were kind of, like, the two pro- top prospects, correct, going into it? Or... Was Misa right out there with him? I think because he was like a not like a not underrated, but he was like an exceptional status type person for like this tournament. I feel like like that's why I heard it was him and somebody else. It was somebody on the Wolves. Let me see if I have the name still. Um, no, I don't have the name. Of course, why would I write it down? Why would I write that? <laughs> down? But there was somebody. It was a defenseman on the Wolves who was also like one of those players. I feel like, like okay. You don't expect, like, obviously, like, when you hear, like, oh, like, exceptional status or something, like, you know they're good, but you don't expect them to actually be, like, like, when you witness yeah. it in person, you're like, oh, wow, like, you can tell, like, the way they play, the way they move with the puck, their vision on the ice, like, it's disgusting. Well, I'm just looking through it. I think Michael Misa might be an underager. Is he? Uh, yeah. I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, a, he's a 2007 born, and um, Michael Hag and all of them were, are 2006. I think the other one was, uh, his last name was Stumpf, and I think he played for the Wolves. I feel like. That name sounds familiar. I feel like that was the other, like, the other underager that I knew about. Yeah, okay. Either that, or he was, like, a player to look out for on the Wolves, like, one of the players to watch. Yeah. It's crazy to think that Mies is an underager and break his yeah. McDavid yeah. records, and he well, still has another Met, uh, OHL Cup ahead of him next year, mm-hmm. potentially. Yeah, absolutely, right? Like. So it looks like uh, Braden Stump from Waterloo is a 2006, mm. but uh, Matthew Derrigan and Brady Martin are 2007 for Waterloo. Yeah, but uh, I... yeah, no, like you said, Paulie, like Misa being an underager, and he and he just beat his record too is like crazy. Yeah, he's a. Uh... Absolutely disgusting. I think I saw somewhere that they were trying to get him like exceptional status as well. Oh, yeah. to the O. I was curious yeah. about that. I, I saw like I don't know if I read about it or I heard it somewhere, but like they were discussing it sometime this week. I think. Yeah, because oh, like yeah. if that's the case, this would be his draft year, right? Mm-hmm. If he yeah. was to get exceptional status, probably yeah, go right to the Rangers. Guys. Now, do you know what? Do you know what <laughs> the uh, process is for that? For drafting to the O, or for like you being the granted exceptional. exceptional status, I have no idea. I know it wasn't um, Connor Bernard. Didn't he get that exceptional status? That was in the that was in the that was in the West. Oh, yeah, was it? We got uh, Shane Wright right now in the O. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the playing five, for Kingston still. Yeah. So the yeah. five guys, the five guys in the OHL that have gone exceptional status are John Tavares, Aaron Ekblad, Connor McDavid, Sean Day, and Shane Wright. So there's only been five. Uh, yeah. I'm reading it now. I guess there's three players that have applied for exceptional status this year. This year? For yeah. the OHL? Yeah. So it's uh, Misa, 
uh, another teammate when William Moore. And yeah. London Junior Knights forward uh, Ryan Rohrbrock. Yeah, I would say Rohrbrock. Yeah, he's, something like that. <laughs> he's also uh, applied for exceptional status. So I guess like what I'm reading here right now, it's a panel involving officials from Hockey Canada and the respective Junior League. So in mm-hmm. this case, the OHL determines if the application is approved. Yeah, I okay. saw that they like I saw something about that earlier this week about them talking about Misa. Yeah, like this uh, article I'm reading from two days ago. Yeah, yeah. But I guess like his brother plays on the uh, Steelheads. He was taken ninth overall hmm. in 2021. Misa's. Misa's, yeah. Okay. So I just um, I think I might, we might be reading the same article, Paulie, but it looks <laughs> like if the, if he's denied exceptional status, he may just jump to uh, the USHL down in the States hmm. for his, like, minor midget year. It's not a bad idea. It, it's not a... Well, I mean, he just tore up the OHL Cup, right? Like, yeah. the OHL Cup is primarily the best teams in Ontario for the minor midget year. So, I mm-hmm. mean, the fact that he just tore that up as a 14-year-old... <laughs> That's is, insane. Uh, yeah, right? Like, <laughs> team, guys don't even do that in when they're 15. Let, like, yeah. unless you're Connor McDavid or whatever. So... So who knows? Maybe he just had a really good tournament, or, but like I know most most minor midget teams, like if they're gonna have underagers, it's because those guys are like the top five on the team. Because mm-hmm. like I know uh, I know the Kitchener Junior Rangers used to do that. Like if you wanted to play up, you always had to be like the top uh, top five. Like because we were talking to Jason Wilms, and he said that him and Owen Lane had to do it the year that they played up. Yeah, I think it, like it gets different like when it comes to like AAA and stuff like that. Like when like you're younger, like or like in like the lower levels, it doesn't really make too big of a difference. They just kind of ask no. you if you want to come play a game. Like that's how it worked for me when I played year older. But yeah, but I mean, like if they're if you're gonna play the whole season, I feel like you gotta be able to contribute more, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Because you are playing against older guys and sh- bigger and stronger. Yeah. So, Danny, we got the OHL playoffs starting up soon, but Yes. Getting excited. Rangers just clinched their spot. Yeah. Yes, sir. Pretty yeah. sure we're playing Knights in the first round. Oh, that's nuts. <laughs> oh, so, nothing better nothing nothing better than a Knights Rangers uh first round matchup. Everybody's saying that uh Knights are gonna win in four, but like Rangers out of the past five matchups have won three in a row. Against London? So yeah, so I don't know. It might be like a good series, yeah, or you know, like it would be, especially between those two rivals. Anyway, like, yeah. Just... Well, the the Rangers are kind of in a weird season, eh? Like they're in a re, they're definitely in a rebuild because like mm-hmm. I was looking at the roster yesterday, and they literally have, they can have all their guys come back except for the two, uh, the three overagers, and yeah. then they still only have four overagers for next year. So it's not like they're loaded up with like a bunch of nineteen year olds this year. Like, they mm-hmm. have a lot of good young players that are contributing very uh, well. Yeah, they um, they just had a ceremony on the Friday for the 3 OAs. Oh, yeah, I saw for, that, yeah. Uh, for, was it Teaser and Olay and, um, uh, what's his name? The guy who signed with the Preds. Oh, I'm awful. Pinelli. Uh, no, nope. Pinelli nope, signed Pinelli with the Kings. Oh, yeah. uh, um, it was oh. Narv, Mutter, Mutter, I think? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Nav, Nav, Mutter, Navrick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm awful. 
Dude, we yeah, welcome to the pod. We just put your names here. That's it. Yeah. Um that's <laughs> hilarious. That reminds me because uh, like Nav Navin um, Mutter. Yeah, yeah, the guy who signed with the Preds, I know. Um yeah. yeah, so on Friday, literally as like part of like the game offs thing, I had to they were like since it's like the last home game of the regular season, they're thanking all the billet families who are hosting the uh players. Yep. So like boss lady's like, All right, uh, I'm gonna send you over to the players bench and you get them all lined up. Tell them what to do and uh, send them out. And I'm like, all right. So how, I walk on how over. How was that? How was that? Well, first of all, they're absolute giants, giants, especially <laughs> yeah. on skates. You you yeah. know how short I am, but like on skates, yeah. like five times my size. So I'm trying to get well, them all set up. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, just uh, Roman Schmidt comes to mind. Who's oh, six yeah, four. he was. He stood right <laughs> beside me, and he was a giant. Like I was staring up at him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm trying to get them all in line. I'm like reading off the names. And then the one name, it's, um, is, I think his name's like Matthew Ananofsky or something like that. Oh, I was yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, Ananofsky. Yeah, and I was looking at the name, and I just look, like, Petizian's just sitting on the table, like, waiting, helping get the guys in line. And I look at him, I'm like, yo, I don't know how to say this name. And I'm like, he's like, well, what <laughs> name is it? I show him, I'm pointing at it, and he goes, hey, oh, Andy, get over here. And I'm like, oh, I could have done that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, you're using yeah, nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have assumed, but like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just start yelling them by their jersey numbers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, yo, six, seven, get over here. <laughs> Five, let's go. Yeah. Get up there, buddy, let's go. Yeah. yeah, I'm just talking to all these dudes for like three times my size could literally eat me for breakfast. I'm like, all right, boys, uh, you're going to look at the cameras. It's going to flash twice. That's two photos. And then you walk off this way. Yeah. And they're like, do we all get to take flowers? That's all they cared about. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, you're good. Don't worry. I'm like, it's just one per family. I'm like, don't. I'm like, don't make this more difficult than it has to be. I'm already yeah. like, I'm already freaking out. I'm already stressing out right now. Yeah. Okay, not screw yeah. me over. Out there. Yeah. There's seven, <laughs> seventy five hundred people at the odd watching. Yeah. Like they they put this responsibility on me, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like they trust me, or they're like, uh, this is all we have right we're now. We're gonna throw them to the wolves. There. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But like they're all like super nice, super chill. Yeah, that's good. No, that's Ro- awesome. Roman Schmidt's a giant. Oh, but he's an absolute giant. Well, he's probably what six, 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 seven on skates. Like, yeah. Oh man, that's no, that's. I mean, hey, at least uh, you would have been at least close to a uh, Petizian site. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like <laughs> when he walks around like up the upper concourse and stuff. I look at him. I'm like, ah, you know what? Maybe I could play hockey. And then I get on skates <laughs> yeah. and like. I'm just fumbling around like Bambi. I'm like, all right, you know what? No, I can't play. Uh, my brother Craig, when he worked, uh, when he did the Just Junk ice cream, when he worked for the city, um, he used to see uh, Joseph. Uh, oh shoot, what was Joe Joey G's last name? Oh, Gar- uh, what is it? It's not Garefa. Garefa. Yes. No. Uh, yeah, Joseph Garefa. Um, Craig. Yeah, Craig would walk past him, and he's like, he's like, I'm literally taller than him. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, teaser's pretty. He's like a pretty short guy, but he's like, what's like the word? Like he's like structured, you know. He's like a tank, like kind of like balance. Yeah, like he's kind of like uh, Maskerin, where like Maskerin was only five nine, but he was like he was filled out, like he was yeah, a yeah. unit. Yeah, but he's big. Yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. Um, you got any uh, predictions for the uh, OHL and uh, the uh, Mem Cup, possibly? Ooh, well, I mean, I can say what I hope. I hope Rangers win it all because that would be awesome. But in reality, like, 
Windsor is disgusting. Like they are too good right now. Windsor and um, London's really good too. Yeah. So we uh, we talk about the OH like the CHL a little bit on the on each week on the episodes, but mm-hmm. man, Windsor just kind of came out. Did they come out of nowhere? Or like I know they're on a thirteen game winning streak, but like holy cow! Like for a while there, they weren't even in the top three in that conference. No, I feel like at the beginning of the season, like they were literally like close to the bottom. I know Rangers went on like a five game winning streak first five yeah. games. I was like, oh, this is it. This is our season. And then, like, it's been downhill since then. But, like, they just kept winning and winning. Like, they do not miss. Their captain, I think I saw, has, like, uh, something about... It was either, like, 50 points or, like, 50 goals. Or he's, like, coming up on it or something like that. Like, absolutely disgusting. Um, Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Uh, Why why Johnson's Johnson's coming up to 40... He has 45 goals right now. Yeah. So that's what he almost has 50 goals. Yeah, he has 123 points. Ouch. Not a big but deal. Like, yeah, literally, like, these are also, like, I, I wouldn't consider these guys kids, but, like, they're still young players. And, like, doing stuff like that, like, against technically people who are your same skill group is, like, pretty good. I think it's disgusting. Oh, it's, man, even getting to 100 points is hard in the OHL. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like the fact that you're at 123 now, like, so there's you. I think he has two more games, so yeah. if he could easily get like, I don't know, potentially five five points. Say like, so then, say he has a has, say he has the next unreal two games, he could easily hit 130 points. Yeah. Oh yeah. So which is like, like how? <laughs> it's yeah. how? What are you doing? It's like two points right? a game on average. <laughs> yeah. Well. Man, like that's literally it would be 130 points in 68 games. Like yeah, pretty much two, uh, yeah, that's two points a game. Yeah, yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul, you hit it right on the head with that one. Yeah, like mathematician. Quick math. Quick math. <laughs> yeah. Quick math. <laughs> no, that's good, man. And then, um, do you like anybody from the East? Do you like the Bulldogs or? Uh, I they they kind of loaded up, eh? I love the Bulldogs, but just because they have my favorite, I guess, ex-Rangers player on them now, uh, Jackeye. Arbor Jackeye. Oh, Oh, my God. I love Jackeye. He was my favorite player. Like, I still work with Rangers, but, like, just seeing him around, like, watching him play, it was unreal. And, like, just the way he would just knock people's lights out. Oh, yeah, dude. And then he got suspended. Suspended indefinitely for gesturing the guy went to sleep. Yeah. He got suspended for that? Yeah, I, I think that's what it was for. After it's, he knocked that guy out at center ice? Yeah, knocked him out, went to the box, and <laughs> yeah. just, like, said the go-to-sleep thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I assume that's what it was for, like, the gesture, but how many, it could have yeah. also been for fighting. How many games did he end up getting for that? I feel like he was gone for, like, at least two weeks, so maybe, like, four or okay. five. Yeah. Close to six I, games. Yeah. <laughs> that was such no, a he, sick knockout, though. Oh, yeah. my oh, God. Oh, dude. I have a, I have a, a video of it that my... Uh, one of my buddies at the Rangers took like from center ice, like right behind like the announcer's box. I'll send it to you guys I'm after. Sh- but like, I'm pretty sure is that I the one that's real? Yeah, I was gonna say, I is that the one on that's YouTube. been going around all over like TikTok and YouTube? Maybe I don't know. Uh, I'll send it through it, after. But like, <laughs> yeah, because we saw it's... we like the one that we used on our like Instagram page. Like, it was like pretty much like that exact view. Like it was. Yeah. Like I remember when it was hap- Like when that when that actually happened. People were, like, it was circulating so much. And, like, I remember, like, I was at my uh, girlfriend's, like, 
uh, mom's house and like I was watching it with her brother and I was like, yo, you got to see this. And it was just like night, night. Yeah, I remember watching it. Oh. That is absolute insanity. Yep. I just sent it to Trevor through Instagram. That's the one that my buddy took. I literally decided to stay home that day to oh, hang out Lord. with Meg. No offense to her, but I would have rather been at the game. She's looking at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would have rather seen that live than hung out with her. I'm sorry, but like oh. that was a sick fight. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is like right from the penalty box. Yeah. Is it the same one that we had or no, Trevi? Uh, I think we might have had a little, little bit of a higher up. But yeah, you can hear Buddy yelling. He is screaming. <laughs> Dude, that's wild. Yeah, that was a sick <laughs> knockout. Yeah, did you, uh, Danny, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, to touch on or talk about when it comes to the uh, OHL or the uh, OHL Cup? Uh, all I... All I was going to say is that I got to see Shane Wright in person. He's an absolute, oh, yeah. absolute beauty, as they would say. He was, uh, it was the prospect game, like the red and black game, and he was yeah. just leading them in warm-ups, yeah, yeah. and I uh, snapped a quick pick to send to my buddy. I'm like, yo, you're never going to guess who is literally two feet away from me right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I guess cool. you would have yeah, been at the OHL prospects game too, right? Yeah. How was that, just like watching all the potentially first-round picks and second-round picks going I didn't get to see, like, much of the game, but, like, because, like, I was doing so much running around that game, but it was, like, that's, like, the best of the best in the CHL playing, and, like, yeah, it's just disgusting, and, like, it's so sick knowing, like, a few of those players are definitely going to play in the NHL. Yeah, well, yeah, like, you have Shane Wright that could potentially be first overall, uh, Matthew Savoy, who mm-hmm. can be a top five pick, if not top depending on... Um, there was a few of them there that like were top, say top thirty or whatever, could potentially be first round. So, yeah, it's always cool to see when uh, Kitchener hosts that kind of stuff, right? Because we were just mm-hmm. talking about it before that uh, I guess Kitchener and London are potential yeah suitors for, the world for uh, next yeah, year's they World Juniors. Yeah, I was literally just gonna bring that up, but yeah, like they're making a joint bid. Like if they do that. Like how sick would that be to watch the World Juniors just in Kitchener in the Akiyad. in Kitchener, yeah. Man. In God and watch a World Junior Tournament. Yeah, like I saw the outdoor uh, Canada versus uh, USA the mm-hmm. year that they had it uh, in Buffalo, and I was at the outdoor game and I was like, it's unbelievable, right? Like awesome atmosphere. But yeah, just imagine it being in your hometown. Yeah, like ten minutes. Yeah, like a ten minute drive down the road, like to the odd to go watch uh, Canada play, say USA, for example. Every day. Yeah, that would be unreal. All the matches. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd probably I'd be there all all day. Yeah, just the atmosphere, man. Like the buzz, the buzz in the crowd would be crazy. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hopefully they get it. I mean, they definitely could. Especially like, if they had some like actual like of the Rangers players playing for uh, Canada. Francesco Pinelli could be a huge name there. He yeah. could potentially be there. That's if he doesn't, uh, you know, leave us yeah. for the nights. Or the Knights, oh my God, the Kings. For the Kings. Yeah, for the Kings. Yeah. 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 I, don't know if, I don't know if he goes to the Kings next year. I don't think they really just, need him. No, no, I don't think yet. Like, I think, uh, it. I guess it all depends on how the Knights roster looks. But also, like, if he comes back and some of these, uh, these like, young 16-year-olds step up into a bigger role next year 
and Jesse Fishman should be back next year. Yeah. So, I mean, like, most of those guys are all 19. Like, then you have, like, Carson Rakoff, uh, Cameron Mercer, uh, Adam Zidlicki. Like, those guys are all 2005-born players. Like, you got a lot of good 2004-born players on Kitchener now. Like, Trent Swick, he's going to – I think he's going to have a big year next year. Yeah, he just started popping off. Yeah, now that he's got some taste in the OHL. And mm-hmm. he's a big boy too, right? Like, he's 6'4". Like, Kitchener doesn't have a small team other than, like, Petizian and maybe yeah. Fishman. <laughs> like, but then if you look at the rest of the roster, they're all, like, 5'10", 5'11", and then you got, like, a couple six-footers, and then you have, like, 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, like, yeah, Giants. There's, like, four or five of them that are, like, just massive. And Kitchener only loses one guy on the back end next year. Yeah. So... It's- What's up? No, sorry. I was talking to my cat. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Paul, you got anything else? Uh, I do not, no. Do you okay. Think? I think that's pretty no, good. I'm good. Um, but yeah, Danny, yeah, if you don't have anything else uh, for the OHL Cup or the OHL season you got, um, we just want to say thanks for hopping on with us and uh, kind of telling, up, telling the listeners a bit more of the OHL Cup as you were there, so. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. No problem. Cheers, boys. Yeah, cheers, fella. Thank you. See you, buddy. And we're back after that great interview with Danny Rodriguez talking about his time with the Kitchener Rangers as well as his time with the OHL uh, Cup. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was great uh, to have his uh, get some of his insight and uh, share some of his uh, fantastic uh, fantastic knowledge. So uh, thanks a lot for uh, coming on, Danny, and uh, hopefully I see you on Tuesday at the, when I go to the Ranger game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was, it was cool. It was fun from, to see, like, a different perspective. And we were actually just quickly talking um, during the break that um, we were saying how, like, a lot of teams um, from the Alliance don't bring in as much, like, attention from the GTHL teams throughout the season and a couple of the guys that we have interviewed in the past, they've also like reiterated that just saying that like, so it's awesome to see some of the local teams get that opportunity in the OHL cup to get seen by the scouts and whatnot. Yeah. So if you couldn't tell that we, uh, we actually had did that interview with, uh, with Danny a few weeks ago, just after the OHL cup. So, well, yeah, we released it for you today. We thought the timing would have been good as the uh, OHL draft is on Friday, Trevi. Yeah, so uh, the first three rounds will be, I believe, live-streamed on Friday, April 29th. Yeah. And then the rounds 4 through 15 will be on uh, Saturday, April 30th. Yeah, so it's typically a uh, draft for players born in uh 2005, unless you're or in 2006, unless your name is Michael Misa, yeah, and you're granted exceptional status. But other than that, everybody else in the draft is uh, has to be born in uh, 2006. So uh, I was doing some research today about the uh, OHL draft and uh, f- some pretty uh, interesting uh, information that I found. So when uh, when they draft, right, there's 15 rounds. 
So, like, you know, you drafted quite a few prospects. Yeah. But it's 15. Or unless you've traded away picks. And yeah. The... And sometimes it's more. Like, we were talking, mm-hmm. earlier, Trevor and I were talking earlier, and the Kitchener Rangers have a ridiculous amount of picks. Or, no, the London Knights have well, a ridiculous London Knights, amount of picks. London Knights, yeah, I read yeah. that wrong. Yeah. So, when you look at it, uh, the rules in regards to, like, the signing of 16-year-olds or having them on your roster is I guess you're only allowed to have four 16-year-olds on your full-time roster. That's what, I did not know that. Like, this is actually wild to me. Like, yeah. I didn't, I never even realized this. Like, and two of them have to be the first two round picks from the first two rounds. So they always have that. So the first two round picks always have to be there? I believe, uh, if, I, if I read it right off the website, yeah. So the first two round picks have to be there. And then the other two can be just wild cards. So what happens, say, so, for example, like the year that Greg Morales was drafted to the Rangers, he came up, I know the reason he didn't play a full 16-year-old season is because of his parents. His parents didn't want to move from Ottawa to Kitchener. That's fine, whatever. So I know he was a first-round pick. So how does that work? Like, are they allowed to? (laughs) No, no, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I'm not too sure. Like, I feel like at the, like, He's like, they're they might not play on those rosters, but they have okay. to be included in those four slots that are being taken. Oh, okay. I think that's okay, the way enough. it goes. So like, they're only allowed four slots on however many people are on the roster, twenty five, twenty six man roster, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that that's that makes total sense then. So then after that, other players, all the other players from the draft, they're eligible to be called up like as an affiliated player, but they're only allowed to play a maximum of ten games. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I guess that worked out for teams like Kitchener for last year, right? Mm Because they had a few guys that were drafted in the top, say, three or four rounds that didn't get a 16-year-old season because of COVID. Yeah. So now that they're 17-year-old seasons, like, I mean, like, you look at the LeBlanc brothers, Trent Swick. um, Trying to think who else is in that group. Yeah. But... No, that's cool to know. Like, I yeah, I definitely didn't know that about the uh, only allowed to have four 16-year-olds. Yeah, like, there's some different, like, rostering, <laughs> rostering, uh, like, rules that come along with playing in junior hockey, right? Like, you, what, you're allowed three overagers, right? Uh, so, you're allowed to carry four overagers up until, I believe, the trade deadline or maybe Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, something along there. And then, but you can only dress three. And then after... Up until the trade deadline, after the trade deadline, you have to get down to three. Okay. So then, yeah, overagers are players over the age of 20? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, yeah. So some uh, some key players that we can uh, we can probably look forward to in this uh, upcoming draft. And, I mean, Danny touched on some of these guys as well. And, I mean, we were still talking in anticipation of the Michael Misa getting exceptional status. And I believe the announcement came out like two or three days after our interview with Danny. But it's uh, yeah. it's it's looking like uh, Michael Misa is going to be, uh, and understandably so, the number one uh, ranked pick going into the uh, draft this year. I mean, he's definitely put up some points to prove why he's definitely um, a top pick for that, right? So, I mean, like, he has 43 points in 27 games this year as an underage player. Then he beat Connor McDavid's record in the OHL Cup, uh, achieving 20 points in seven games. Yeah, like impressive. 
Yeah. Impressive. So, I mean, I'm very excited to see uh, to see him uh, in the OHL, and it looks like uh, Saginaw Spirit got the uh, got the draw. So it looks like he'll be uh, playing for Saginaw unless some trades happen. Yeah. It'd be nice to see him drop down to nine. To nine, yeah. Imagine. Uh, there's there do I all have some serious questions if Michael Misa drops to nine. Oh, I don't see him dropping to nine, but you never know. <laughs> nine is where Kitchener's picking, by the way. If that's, yeah, that's that's why. <laughs> yeah, if you guys didn't, if you couldn't tell already. <laughs> um, and then uh, so Michael Hag from the Toronto Junior Canadians, he put up sixteen points in seven games at the OHL Cup. Yeah, he had uh, he had a great tournament. So he's uh, he's looking like he's uh, number two going in. Yeah, going in right now. Well. And I mean, like, other than Michael, Me- like Michael Misa, like, if he doesn't get exceptional status, like, I think Michael Hag or Malcolm Sp- yeah. Spence, who's the next guy that we're gonna on our list. And I mean, I think those two guys are arguably one and two if Misa's not in this draft. Yeah, and I mean, it's unfortunate, I think, for Hag and uh, <laughs> Hag and Spence, but I mean, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be cool to see. So it looks like. Uh... Erie's got the uh, the second overall pick in this year's draft, so they're gonna have their choice at what they want here in Michael Hyag or Malcolm Spence. So we'll uh, we'll see what happens come for Friday. And then yeah, yeah then third just, we had uh, Spence, oh, uh, thirteen yeah. points in seven games at the OHL Cup. Now when we're looking up the points productions of these guys, like we could go in and like pay for like a subscription with the GTHL and see all their points, but we weren't doing that, so. Uh, this is what was available to us on Elite Prospects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you so, if you guys want, uh, ask them to update their stats on Elite Prospects, and we can update it for you guys. Or you guys <laughs> could just be buttes, go pay for the subscription at GTHL and send us some screenshots. Oh, that would be sweet too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next, so like uh, when I was getting these rankings, it was off this uh, off a prospect website where these guys, I guess they were saying they have their own scouts that go out to these games and they make their own rankings. So this is where I was getting this from. But anyways, the next guy we got is uh, Sam Dickinson. 39 points in uh, 46 games this year. And I mean, he was pretty quiet in the OHL Cup. He only had three points in uh, in five games. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know uh, much about him, but no. I mean, if he's... If he's in top five of the OHL, I mean, he's got to be pretty good. Yeah, so uh, he's uh, he's someone to to look for going in probably the uh, the top five. And, I mean, we got Sudbury and uh, Niagara and Sarnia rounding up the top five in the OHL yeah. draft. So. And, I mean, Dickinson's a defenseman, right? He's the only, he's the only defenseman in that the top five. Yeah. So. And, I mean, he played on that good Toronto Marlboros team. I mean, at 16 years old, he's already six feet tall. Yeah, not a, not a bad. Guy. So like, yeah, he's uh, probably going to uh, to grow a little bit more. So I mean, depending on what you're uh, what you're looking for, he's uh, he looks like he's going to be a good big stay at home D man. Oh, that's awesome. And then yeah, the last guy that we got to round up our uh, top five is uh, Porter Martone. He is uh. He had a fantastic OHL Cup tournament, uh, 15 points in the seven games that he played. Yeah, he played. Uh, he also played on that jo- a Toronto Junior Canadians um, team that uh, 
They lost in the finals to the Suns, right? Yeah. Yeah. They did. So. Yeah, he put up, um, what's it called? Yeah, he's a forward. Yeah, that's solid points, eh? Like, I mean, you're almost, uh, you're almost two points, uh, well, you're over two points a game. So I'm reading something about him. It seems like he's got a bit of a temper. Really? According to OHL director Josh Wheatland, Martone was ejected. This is from the finals. Okay. Of the OHL Cup. Martone okay. was ejected for throwing an object on the ice from the bench. Like maybe a water bottle or something like that? But then it says, Sweetland said the explanation received is Martone was trying to throw a stick to a teammate. <laughs> I oh. didn't read that part. Okay, but like, I mean, that's a little different. But at the same time, it's like, if he was throwing a stick to a teammate, like, why is he getting tossed for that? Like, that's, yeah. I feel like that's pretty obvious. That's what he's doing. Yeah, so I mean, he's uh So, maybe somebody missed missed a call, and like, I mean, refs aren't perfect, so. No, exactly. But he's a right winger, so I, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, like when you get in these drafts, it's 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 a lot about what a team is looking for and what they're trying to fill. So. Well, and you got to think like these these guys, like majority of them, they will play in their sixteen year old season if they're usually top ten or whatever, give or take. Mm-hmm. But I mean, these teams are drafting these guys for three, four years down the line. Yeah. Right. Like they're not drafting them for next year because I mean, unless you're like. A top, top three pick, then yeah. sure. Then, yeah, they're going to come and produce. And, I mean, like, yeah, you're going to use them for next year. But, I mean, like, you're also building for two or three years down the line. Mm-hmm. Unless you're unless you're a contender for next year, and then these guys are just going to help even more. Yeah, exactly. But, but, I mean, like, Michael Misa, like, for example, this Saginaw team, they were last in the OHL. And, I mean, like, they're rebuilding right now, like, straight yeah. up. Oh, yeah. So. But, like, that's what these, like, junior teams do, right? Like, they go and then they do these small little rebuilds. Yeah. Where they're able to, uh, like, that's what we talked, that's what uh, Shuey was talking about last year, or last week. Yeah. When he yeah, was he, on um, St. Michael's Majors there, right? Yeah. It's all same little, scenario. It's all little uh, little rebuilds. Like, you look at the London Knights, right? They're, there's a good chance that they're they're always, like, a powerhouse team. Yeah. But... They're always uh, like if they don't if they're not going like first place or whatever here 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 or there, they're in like the top fifteen. So they're gonna pick up a good solid player, and then they're always constantly uh, rebuilding their youth. So then by the time that those guys are nineteen, they're all superstars, and like so then yeah, they're just constantly like they're always constantly a good team because they're never in an actual rebuild. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, like, and, like, if they can go, like, uh, see, Kitchener, for example, right? Like, they're only down 2-1 in the series against London yep. right now. But, I mean, like, if they could pull it a win and go deep in the playoffs, you know how much experience that is for some of these young guys? Cause, and like, then they I end up with a top 10 pick in the draft still? Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Like, so you have, like, on Kitchener alone, I think they have, like, out of, like, their 23-man roster or whatever it is, I think they have like eight rookies or like ten, like yeah, seventeen-year-olds. Ten, yeah. Well, no, not even seventeen-year-olds. Like they have like a good um, four, like four sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. So yeah. here, for example, so you have Zidlicki, Mercer, Rakoff, and then you have Andonovsky, yeah, who are all two thousand five, so sixteen-year-olds. 
So you have four 16-year-olds on your roster. Mm-hmm. Then you have Andrew LeBlanc, Adrian uh, Mieslejevic, uh Antonio Pugliegs, Trent Swick, and Jacob LeBlanc, and Jackson Parsons. And who's else? Keegan Jackson and Marcus Vandenberg, who are um, <clears throat> to, that are all 2004-born players, so 17-year-olds. Yeah. So, like, on a 25-man roster, they literally have 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Oh, that's good. All for next year. Yeah, that's good. That is good. So, uh, speaking of that, anyway, I guess we got the uh, OHL playoffs going on. Sorry, yeah. I... <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Been. It was good. Um, now actually, we just lead no, right no, into the playoffs. We... Or did you want to go into the... Yeah, but before we... Yeah, no, I, I want to talk a little bit about it. So, actually, so we kind of did some digging because we were kind of confused why it says that there's 23 picks in the first round, but there's only 20 teams. Yeah. So... Um, we were doing some research, and so this year there are three compensatory picks. So a compensatory pick is um, if a first-round selection from the previous draft does not report to training camp in August, and they have up until, I believe, uh, that season that they can they have to trade the pick away four picks, or they like lose it so i guess by definition it's a player drafted in the first round of the ohl priority selection who does not report to the drafting team's training camp that august can be declared defected the team then has until september 15th of that year to trade the defected player for draft picks only if they trade the defected player the team may receive one or more additional draft picks as compensation compensation there so yeah, so it's kind of interesting to see how that works out because when I saw it at first, I was a little confused, didn't really know what it was. So, I mean, like, it does make sense why. Basically, it's like if you have a a top-ranked top player that just all of a sudden doesn't want to report to your club, then you have the opportunity to trade them away, and then you kind of get – you kind of basically you don't get screwed over by losing a, a first-round draft pick. Yeah. So – and I know, um, like, Kitchener traded away a couple players. Like, had that happen a couple years ago, I believe. But with uh, Jacob Tortora. Uh-huh. And then... However, but if you if you do select him with your compensatory, compen- compensatory pick, um, <clears throat> and that person doesn't report for this con- uh, next year... Then you don't get it next year, though. So basically, if you do it, if it happens twice in a row, you're kind of SOL. Yeah. But now we can get into the OHL playoffs, boy. The OHL playoffs. The OHL yeah. playoffs. The CHL playoffs, I guess. Well, yeah, we're going to talk about the, the O, the dub, and uh, the Q. Yeah. So we got the uh, the CHL playoffs, <laughs> uh, OHL going on right now. I mean, uh, the Kitchener London series, they're three games in. Uh, they're the furthest in thus far. Uh, yeah. London is up uh, two to one in that series. Yeah, tough loss by the uh, Blue Shirts today. Yeah, four three loss today. I mean, I'm I'm going to game four on Tuesday, so uh, oh, the, the rod's gonna be all rocking. 
hopefully the blue shirts can uh, can tie the series up and uh, bring her back to uh, London All Square for Game Five. I hope so. Like <clears throat> the boys have been playing well. Uh, Pavel Kayan, he's been standing on his head. The uh, the goalie. So like that Antonio Strange's kid on London. Dude, <laughs> filthy hands, man! Did you see that penalty shot he scored the other One-handed. game? One-handed. Yeah, unreal. Great player. He is good. I mean, that London Knights team is good. I mean, they're the second seed yeah. in that Western Conference. So, I mean, we'll see. Yeah. Montreal's put up, or Montreal, geez, Louise Kitchener's put up a pretty good fight. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully, they can uh, they can keep her going. And then um, for the other uh, matchups in the West, we have uh, Windsor, who are up two games to nothing uh, against Sarnia. Then you have uh, the Flint Firebirds and the Owen Sound Attack. They each have a uh, one game apiece. And then uh, the Sioux Greyhounds are leading the Guelph Storm two games to none. And then uh, moving over to the east, the Hamilton Bulldogs are up one game against Peterborough. Then uh, North Bay Battalion are up two games to none against the Ottawa 67s. Uh, the Kingston Frontenacs are up two games to none against the Oshawa Generals. Just wanted to give, uh, give a shout-out to... Uh to one of our interview guests uh sons popped yes, his yeah. uh first uh ohl playoff goal I yeah, Jordan was today against uh, kingston so congratulations no, that's awesome yeah hopefully he can rally the boys and turn the series around yeah that's a tough matchup but yeah and then uh to round out the east we have uh mississauga and barry who have uh split one game each so yeah, we got that uh, that playoff series. Those playoff series have uh, kicked off over in the uh, OHL. So uh, stay tuned for uh, next week, where we will most likely have the uh, the results of these series and uh, little previews yeah. of the uh, next round. Yep, and then uh, moving over to the uh, West, <coughs> the WHL, uh, Winnipeg is up against Prince Albert, uh, two games to none. Then. Oh, you got Moose Jaw up on yeah, uh, up Thank on the you. Blades up two nothing. Edmonton's up on the Lethbridge Hurricanes two nothing. Red Deer is up on uh, Brandon or it's tied one to one. Sorry. Everett and Vancouver are tied up one to one. Seattle is up two nothing over Kelowna. Kamloops is up two nothing over Spokane. And uh, Portland Winterhawks are up two over the Prince George. Cougars. Man, I love that Winterhawks logo. Oh, dude, it's solid, man. Yeah, like, they did a good job. Sick. They did a great job with it. Um, Man, looking at that Western Conference, or, yeah, I believe it would be, no, it would be the Eastern Conference. Um, Winnipeg versus Edmonton is going to be a holy cow bath, bloodbath battle <laughs> for that conference finals, hey? No, oh, I think so, man. That's gonna. I don't. Be... I don't think any other team has a shot at. I think those two teams are just gonna walk to it. But yeah, you never know, man. Upsets yeah, happen all. Honestly, the time. it's playoffs, man. Anything can happen in playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then you have like you have some solid teams in that Western Conference. Like Kamloops has been up in the top ten majority of the season. So has Everett. Portland's been there, and then. Um, like Kelowna has been there for, uh, like a couple times, and then Seattle like is always a solid, yeah, team there too. So I mean, like it'll like you said, like it anything can happen, and I mean it'll be fun, and like you always like to see some uh, upsets every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Oh, I agree. 
So, and then uh, over in the queue, they haven't even started. Yeah, they're still finishing up the regular season. <laughs> yeah, but I guess their playoffs are supposed to start May fifth. Yeah, they got a little bit of a different format, huh? Yeah, so they um, so I guess to kind of speed up the playoffs because they did they were delayed because of COVID, I believe. And uh, so to kind of get back on track with the other two leagues, um, so the first three rounds will be played in a best of five series, while the championship series will be a best of seven format. So the first round will be played from May 5th to 12th. So they got fought potentially five games in seven day span. Uh-huh. Like that's wild to me, like how close it is. Then the second round will be held from May 15th to uh, the 22nd. Another seven which days. Which is another seven-day span. And then the semifinals will feature the four remaining winning teams. They will be reseeded according to their position in the overall standings, but this time they will not automatically play within their conference. Oh, just so full reseed one to four. Yeah, exactly. Ah, so then interesting. The, the two best-of-five series will occur May 25th to June 1st, and then... The President Cup final series will be played from June fourth to fifteenth, okay. and then it'll it'll feature both winners from the semifinals. Yeah, so I kind of like that how they don't have the a conference finals because I mean, uh, what is it like? They have um, they're kind of like different, like because one conference only has ten teams, and then the other conference has eight. So like the other conference, all the teams make it right. Yeah, everybody the from the Western Conference so like, makes it. What I don't understand is when I'm looking at the standings, only five teams have clinched the playoffs. Yeah. Like, could you not well, just yeah. put X's beside those teams the first game yeah, of the season? I, yeah, I get what you're <laughs> saying. I don't understand why they don't do that. Like, all eight, all eight of those teams all are making the playoffs. All eight teams clinch. Yeah, all <laughs> eight teams clinch. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> so true. <laughs> like, what are they doing here? Just put an X beside their names, like yeah, on day I one. What, I don't know why they haven't done that, especially now. If like, what's the point of um, not giving the Huskies like, yeah, an X? Like, who's catching them? There's no one in the, uh, no, no one else in the conference. <laughs> I don't know why they don't do that. <laughs> so or if weird. they're gonna, or if they're gonna have 18 teams, why don't you just shift someone to nine the nine. West? Make it nine and nine. You think that? Yeah, make, make it sense. nine and nine. And I mean, like, um. I'm not 100% sure, like, where all these teams are, but, like, I mean, could you not move? I know Quebec City is nowhere close to, like, Montreal and stuff. Like, I know it's far eastern Quebec, but, I mean, like, majority of all these yeah, other teams like are all in, like, New Brunswick, PEI. Yeah. No, I feel Scotia, like there's one of, those, I mean. one of those Quebec teams you could put up there. Yeah, like, I, I'm not 100% sure where... Yeah, I don't know. The queue is weird. Um, the queue is weird. Chica, oh, I'm gonna butcher this one. Chikudami. Chikudami is that how? You yeah, it? that's okay, that sounds right. And then uh, by Kumol, Kumol. Yeah, by Kumol, Drakar. Yeah, like weird names yeah. too, man. Rimouski, Rimouski, isn't Rimouski by the border? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Like Ontario border? Uh, I'm not. I don't know. So yeah, why I'm don't not you a geography ship them? Man. Like yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that, uh... I'm. I mean, like I'm just trying to read, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> we haven't made it to geography yet. No, maybe uh, stay tuned for like episode fifty, and maybe we'll get <laughs> yeah. to geography. We'll graduate. 
one day we'll get there. <laughs> we'll figure out how to talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we got uh so yeah, there's the uh CHL uh CHL wrap up for you. Now, speaking of young fellers in junior hockey, the uh double IHF U eighteen tournament has kicked off. Yeah, I mean I hate how they do when they do this tournament. All the double IHF world championship tournaments are brutal for this. Oh dude, Canada never has never sends the best players. No, from their age group because like the best players are still playing exactly they're all all their team most of their teams are all in their playoffs like so for, i know for sure the for exception canada, of bedard pardon the exception yeah of bedard, well, who's i mean just, he's he's on a tough team right like, it's the it's the connor bedard show in germany right now oh yeah yeah anyway, go back he to what definitely he start well yeah so just quickly on bedard so he quickly started where he left off at the world juniors he has five points in uh, two games, and he had a hat trick in his most recent game. And then he also so, yeah, uh, so, also first sixteen uh, year old in the WHL to score fifty. Yeah, dude, like sixteen scoring fifty. That's crazy, dude. Huh. Like he hit a hundred points. Like oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome to see. Like it's great for the game of hockey, right? So what we were just saying about how we're not a fan of like how they aren't able to send the best players in the age group is because majority of them are... Um, so the only way that they can play on Team Canada for this tournament is if um, their ter- if their teams don't make the playoffs for their yeah. respective leagues. And, like, it's the first round. Because otherwise they'd be playing in the playoffs. Yeah, so, like, there's no like there's yeah. no players out of the queue that are over-representing Canada because they're still playing in the regular season and they can't leave their league, their league play, which is fully understandable. Yeah. And, like, it's the same scenario as well when you have, like, the IIHF World Hockey Championships that's slated to start now in a couple of weeks, just as the NHL playoffs are supposed to start. Like, yeah. Can you not yeah. have that tournament a week after the NHL playoffs and let the players decide if they want the time off or go play it? Yeah, even if, even if it's, like, a week later, when it's, like, the second or third round playoffs, so then some top players can go still. Yeah. I mean, this year. I mean, there are, there are some I think. I well, yeah, there's some good players. Like Canada should be and the U.S. should team. do well. Yeah, the U.S. is gonna look good too. We're not gonna give you any spoilers because we're gonna break down those teams for you in one of the upcoming episodes. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, that uh, that tournament's going on right now. So if you want to watch some other good uh, young hockey, that's uh, being yeah. played in Germany right now. Yeah, some well, some of those names could potentially be. Uh, to uh, keep an eye out on future World Junior uh, Championships. Yeah, like Connor and I mean, Bedard. Like, yeah, we definitely know Connor Bedard's going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, 100%. Like, he's, he's just going to show why he's that good, right? Like, yeah. I mean, he's a 16-year-old playing in a U18 tournament, and he already has five points in two games. With like, the cap, with the C on. So they did give him the C? Yes. Yeah. And he was there last year as a 15-year-old and was yeah, fantastic. I knew, yeah, I remember that. So I mean, this guy—he's gonna be phenomenal to watch. I cannot wait to uh, to watch the battle for him next year. See who tanks the hardest, because he's gonna be generational. I feel. But uh, oh, I'm gonna butcher his name, but um, the young lad from uh, Russia, Yashikov. Yeah. yeah, I know who you're talking about. He's man, he's gonna be right up there with uh, Bedard anyway. Yeah, so it's like, gonna be a even if draft. you don't get the number one pick and you don't take Bedard. You get him too, so I mean, 
Yeah, it's going to be. There's some good young players in uh, next year's draft. Yeah, I I agree. So it's going to be fun. It'll be fun. The next two, like this year's draft and next year's draft, are going to be fun to watch. Next year's first rounders are, I think, a lot more valuable. Yeah, but I mean, Shane Wright. I know he hasn't played the best recently, but now he's starting to pick up his game a bit. Oh yeah, for sure. I meant like in just in terms of like draft picks for trading. Oh yeah, true. Fair like enough. Like you, like if you're a bottom ten team in the NHL, you do not want to move your first overall pick. I don't think anybody's moving their first round pick. Honestly, not with the draft that's coming up next. No, year. not at all. Like I mean, why would you? Right? Like no, like you said, we got so, Bedard, that Mishkov guy. So yeah, and I mean, like right now, Montreal's has well, actually, they're tied with Arizona. Oh man, I'm, I'm so nervous for the game. lottery night. Oh, I know. Like, if that ball that comes out of there isn't Montreal Canadiens, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Oh, I'm really... I'd be upset if they don't. <laughs> yeah. Now, do they have a rule yet that for the lottery draft that the bottom three teams are guaranteed, like a top five yeah, pick or whatever? I believe so, yeah. So they've it is that? Their, they've changed it recently. Okay, Because now, cause... but like, it's like number one only has like a 16% chance of winning or something, though. Okay. It's, so, I mean, it's it's weird how they do it, but Okay, so that's fine. So at least at least those teams are guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that'll be coming up after the NHL playoffs too. Yeah. We're gonna have lots to talk about everybody, so make sure you're tuning in, telling all your friends, leaving reviews, sharing. Cause yeah, we're gonna have some good shit for you guys soon. Some more interviews. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we got a couple coming coming up in the next few weeks. And, I mean, we got a couple little things in store. And, uh, yeah, just keep uh, keep listening and let us know if you don't – if you if there's something that you don't like or if there's something that you do like and we can keep that up. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, we just want to keep doing it for uh, all you listeners. And, I mean, I know, like, Paulie and I have a good time doing it. And, I mean – yeah, we just love uh, being able to do this. Yeah, no, it's been an absolute blast so far. Next week is episode 20. Woohoo! Let's Fucking go. 20 already. Holy that's crazy, cow. eh? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's pretty much all we got for uh, for this week for you guys. Uh, Trevi, any big plans this week, brother? Uh, I got a couple buddies that are turning 30 this year, a bunch of old timers. Oh, man. Man, I mean, I feel like every single, well, I mean, every, all my friends that are my age are all turning 30 this year. Like, we're all a bunch of old timers. Oldies. But uh, this week in particular, I got off the top of my my head, I got one, two, three, four, five. I got five guys that I like see all the time. That are turning 30 this week. Oh, wow. Big week. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, and of good. course, and of course, this weekend, everybody's having their parties and I can't, and I'm out of town. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? So, uh, we're going up to uh, Bracebridge. Oh, nice. So, uh, for a, a stag and doe for um, one of Megan's best friends. So, oh, nice. That'll be good. Yes. And unfortunately, I can't make their wedding in August. So, it allows me to kind of get to know them and. Yeah. Um, See that? Yeah, so it should be a fun time. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Get uh, get to know them, have some drinks in the big town of Bracebridge. Yeah, the big old big city. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, but uh, good, yeah, yeah, no, it should be fun. How about you? Uh, nothing too crazy. Kitchen Ranger game on uh, Tuesday night. I'm excited for that. I haven't been to the odd in a while now, so I think it's been. A oh, it's years. good, man. It, honestly, you step back in the odd and like you, you smell like the popcorn. Oh, absolutely. You're walking up those stairs. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited, and it's and it's playoffs at the odd. It's always good. So, oh, dude, you know it's gonna be rocking. Yeah, I can't wait. But uh, yeah, so uh, thanks a lot to everybody who uh, who has been joining us along so far and uh, been listening. I mean, we really appreciate all the support and everything else. Uh, if this was your first episode that you listened to, thanks. Be sure to go follow us at uh, Left Side Lock on Instagram. And uh, while you're at it, go follow at Shape by Sports as well. Uh, keep an eye out in our stories. Always posting up our uh, current giveaway. That's uh, coming up to a quick yeah. close. So if you want to be involved in that thing, go get uh, on it. Get on it. So yeah. And I mean, it's it's very easy to join and uh, to get into that uh, uh, giveaway. So yeah, you might as well do it. Yeah, exactly. Only takes you ten seconds. So uh, do it up. If you're uh, if you're enjoying our podcast, be sure to uh, leave a kind review, give us a rating on uh, on Spotify as well, and uh, yeah. So Trevi, hope you have a great week, my dude. Same to you, buddy. Thanks, bro, and all the listeners at home. Have a fantastic week, and we will talk to you next time, hockey fans. See ya. Cheers, friends. There's another one.